So, this podcast, is it any good? Eh, they follow some shite clubs, but it's a pretty good pod. Lavelle, Rose up the middle, looking, cutting, shooting, good! The Unnamed Soccer Podcast. Absolutely brilliant from Liverpool, and for Barcelona, chaotic, catastrophic. A sensational start, a controversial start. And it's advantage to the Reds. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast. D. Smith, welcome in. It's the latest edition of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast brought to you by Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista. Also brought to you by Sport Clips, where it is good to be a guy. It is a uh, Wednesday morning. It is early. I just made myself a cappuccino, Darren. It is a pleasure. No, not Uh, in on the cap. I don't like that facial reaction you just gave me when I said cappuccino. Well, because you made me jealous as we had scheduled time to start about 9.15. I tried to sneak in a quick shower and my plan was then to get a cup of coffee and then sit down to record. And it didn't really work because the shower went late because I decided to shave. And now I'm regretting the decision not to have the coffee. So yeah, when you said cappuccino, that was a, a look of jealousy. But Jordan, happy new year to you. Happy, Happy New Year. Year. Happy World Cup year. It's 2022. It's the year of the World Cup. Yes, that is exciting news. I can't wait for later this year to see how far we go. Because, yes, we will qualify. We being the United States. We will like qualify, it. right? I'm coming I... into 2022 optimistic slash confident slash naive. I think that sometimes that's a great approach. I wish yeah. more sports fans had that type of approach rather than being cynical about all the things that possibly could go wrong. Every once in a while, Jordan, I'm with you. I think it's okay just to be a fan and be like, hey, go team. Yay, team. That's where my disposition is here to start 2021. Of course, if, or 2022, if we get to January 27th and World Cup qualifying against El Salvador doesn't go well in Columbus, then we're back to triple G out, baby. Need a better manager in here. Right. Well, I mean, I've just grown accustomed to watching Christian Pulisic lift silverware. So I, I just, I expect it. And I will expect the same when he plays with the U.S. men's national team. So I see Pulisic lifting trophies all the time. I don't know why the U.S. would be any different. So here we go. Let's roll into 2022 naive as can be. I like it. I like that a lot. By the way, you mentioned three punk ales. We are uh, once again... Honored to be brought to you by Three Punk Ales. And they have a celebrity in their ranks. Jordan, as you know, there is a celebrity who is one of the owners of Three Punk Ales, one of our good buddies, Esteban, Steve Garcia, who we'll see coming up Sunday of this week. Don't have the date right in front of me, but it's good to be associated with a celebrity like Steve who gets invited to play in celebrity soccer games because that's just keeping good company from where I am. Yeah. Uh, if I get invited to the same hangout as Steve, I know I'm in good company. I know I've been invited to a good spot. Um, I have, I don't know if Darren can see it, but I do have a can of Golsh in the background this morning from where we are recording a little can way back there, but there he is. Golsh. Or as yeah. my father might say, what is this goulash? Goulash. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, let's start there. We're expected to see Steve this weekend. You kind of, you touched, you touched it there. The San Diego soccer celebrity game. Let's kick off the podcast with that. Darren, your thoughts when you found out the news. 
when I found out that the soccer celebrity media game was going to feature both Jordan Carruth and yours truly, where was I when I found that news out? I was in the radio offices of iHeart when I got an email from our friend Craig Elston, who you might see dancing around the supporter section at Torero Stadium, who you might see on soccer's broadcasts. He's the chief marketing officer with your 15-time champ, San Diego Soccers. You might also see him on San Diego Loyal's Twitter account from time to time. They they do feature and focus on them in their promotional videos, don't they? But I I was looking at the teams for the celebrity soccer match. I saw BJ McPherson, who's been with the Gulls for a really long time, a celebrity around town. Shannon McMillan, Hall of Famer, celebrity, community relations now with San Diego Loyal. Jesse Agler who's a big-time radio broadcaster. And then I saw the hype man coach, Tony Gwynn Jr. Like, these are real celebrities on Team Navy. And then I saw Darren Smith. What? Hey, how about that? Invited back yet again. Then on Team Light Blue, I see Cabana Boy Jeff. I see Frankie V, some of my colleagues at iHeart. Steve Quist, big-time national television play-by-play guy and there's jordan caruth just a couple of spots away from warren barton it says here so how about that we've been pitted against one another in the celebrity soccer match okay i have no idea what list you're looking at i see the list that the soccer's tweeted out let me start with this i need to get to the important stuff and i think darren already started with it it's so cool we've done this for years we love doing this it is an honor every time we get invited we have such a good time Really, Darren and I, let's not kid ourselves, and we've said this every single year on the podcast that we've done it, we show up to drink the tequila before and after that halftime match. So while the soccers are playing, we're in the locker room drinking tequila. That's what's happening. That's why we go. We try to avoid injury, and by doing that, we just try to drink a bunch of tequila and hope it just works that way. That's that's how that works, right? You drink enough tequila, you can't get hurt running around playing soccer. Pretty sure it just loosens you up. Instead of stretching we down tequila and mezcal. Love it. Totally enjoyed waking up to all the videos this morning on Twitter. That was just a ton of fun. Um, (laughs) I will say after like, I'm being genuine when I say that. I did not know this was going on. Like I had no idea. I found out when the tweet came out, I Darren forwarded me an email this morning. I wasn't even on the email list, which is probably just like, hey, we forgot to add Jordan. Or or let me just submit this as a, a potential explanation here. I don't know this to be true. If Craig Elston is listening, he can clarify. Maybe they're using an old Jordan Carruth Mighty 1090 email account. It's, it's happened. So maybe. It has happened, but it's not happening in this case. I looked at the email you forwarded me. I'm just not on the list. So... I'm in the graphic online. I'm being made fun of on Twitter. I'm kind of confused. Not going to lie. I'm just kind of like, what's, I don't know what's happening. And I'm going to be very honest with you. There's a chance I'm not there this weekend. That said, (laughs) these teams are so fucking lopsided. Who made these teams? Who decided? Are you kidding me? Let's just go ahead and pretend that I'm going to be there this weekend. And we'll go ahead and just look at those rosters. But I'm going off the rosters that were tweeted out, not whatever internal graphic you're looking at, because no one else is seeing that. I'm not even seeing that because I never got it. Here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a World Cup winner in Shannon McMillan on your team, 
yourself, who is just a veteran in this game, a strong defender, you always line up next to Warren Barton and you just, you hang out in his shadow and it's a great strategy and it works. You have a bunch of talent. It's loaded. You have Jesse Agler, who is a soccer aficionado, a huge Everton supporter. Does he, is that known? He's a huge Everton guy. You have talent all over. Then you look at my team. I don't know what to expect this weekend. So wait a second here. Let me finish. These teams are, they're lopsided. Who, I feel like we were supposed to have Alex Morgan on our team and she canceled late and we never like switched anyone over to make up for the fact that we lost Alex Morgan. I feel like there was clearly someone important scheduled to be on our team who is no longer on the team. Is that true? Did someone cancel? I'm kind of confused by what I see on social media versus what I see and what I received yesterday via an email from Craig Elston because Team Light Blue, a team team that features Jordan the Truth Caruth, it says Tony Sanchez. Go on Twitter right now, and that will explain why that's not a good thing. Tony said, well, there was another video where you had a highlight. Let's not pretend like it was all bad. I have no idea. Didn't see it. Never saw it. I just saw Alan Underwood jump at the very first opportunity that he could sniff out to publish that video. Once again, that's what I saw. Okay. I I love you, Alan. Very clever back heel from Jordan Carruth that created an opportunity. So it wasn't all bad. Never saw it. At least your only clip isn't being nutmegged by Shannon McMillan. Well, that's all right. That's that brings me to my next complaint. If we were going to balance the teams, we've seen Darren get nutmegged by Shannon McMillan before. Now, He gets to hide on Shannon's team. She's not going to nutmeg her own teammate. Although I would argue we would love to see it. Please. Actually, I'm going to text Shannon right now. But this this is the team from from like the power broker. It says Tony Sanchez is your goalkeeper. We love Tony. Warren Barton. You got Warren Barton there. I don't see Warren. Where are you getting Warren Barton? I forwarded you this email. So get off the email. That is not an official thing. Details for this Sunday. Warren Barton, Cabana Boy, Samantha. How about I put it this way? I wasn't even on the email. So I can tell you that maybe that email is not perfect. Well, maybe as long as. So is Warren. There it is. Maybe we're answering our question. Maybe Warren Barton was expected to be on Team Light Blue. And I don't see his name on the social media graphic. And I know the soccer. I don't know if this is the conversation they wanted from this, but this is what they're getting. Was Warren Barton supposed to be on my team? And then he backed out because if that's the case, we need to replace Warren Barton with someone. I don't know that played in the premier league. Okay. Who do you recommend? Who do we have around town? That's played in the premier league. Alex Morgan. Okay. Um, probably, probably a clause in her contract with San Diego wave football club that she can't participate in this type of event. Just guessing. Don't know. Not a returning. What better opportunity to introduce the player whose Jersey I still cannot buy. Although I keep trying then at the San Diego soccer celebrity halftime game, she would be the biggest celebrity her and Shannon Mack. They could just go one-on-one you and I can stay in the locker room and drink tequila and then come out and watch the one-on-one. Cause that would be, way more interesting than me stumbling over myself trying to catch a ricochet DK rocket that bounces three directions and then spins back another way and just leaves me on the floor. I would rather watch that. I'd rather watch Shannon against Alex Morgan. It was Alex Morgan supposed to be on our team. 
I have not heard that. I can't confirm nor deny it. I, I have not heard that rumor. It's the transfer window craziness. So maybe that got somehow mixed up in some of those rumors. But another I, good, I, another good point by Darren transfers. I would love to go ahead. Can I be the GM? I would like yeah. to go ahead and initiate some transfers. Transfer number one. I would like to make a deal for Shannon McMillan. How do we make that happen? I want Shannon on our uh, team. I will consider it if Warren Barton is part of that deal. Warren Barton is already, I think, supposed to be on our team, and I just don't see him on the graphics. So, but but you listen, can't have here's, Warren Barton. Here's what I see: Tony Sanchez, who's phenomenal, plays and is in net for us. Fantastic, Cabana Boy Jeff. I think has tweeted out that he's never played soccer in his life. I think that was Scott Lewis from Voice of San Diego, but you might be right. No, I'm not done. My list goes on. Scott Lewis has tweeted out. The only time he ever plays soccer is during this halftime match. He hope he just doesn't get hurt. Samantha Rivera. She is likely the best player on our team. Probably. Frankie V, I think has participated in this before. These are your coworkers, are they not? Uh, yeah, Cabana Boy and Frankie V are coworkers, colleagues of mine. I see Frankie V every single day. He's a very athletic looking gentleman. Very handsome very, guy. Very handsome, very athletic. However, has posted that he does not play and is terrible. Steve Quiss. Yeah. I know Steve from way back in the day. You know Steve from even further back. That's just because you're older than I am, Darren. But Steve Quiss, is he Cristiano Ronaldo? He fancies himself as a little bit of a weekend warrior type athlete. So you might be in good hands there. I mean, he, he might be overstating his own abilities, but I, I think there's a confidence there with Steve Quiss that will carry team light blue to not get humiliated on the pitch at halftime. Weekend athlete in North County, San Diego means you golf. That's what right. that means. Okay. Yeah. So what again, Cody? what about Cody beer night in San Diego? What do you got on Cody? What's the scouting report there? I don't know. He might be the best player. I just don't know, but I do know a few things. I know your goalie's good. I know you have a world cup winner. I know you have Steve Garcia who is not just like a weekend athlete. He's an athlete. That dude is doing like jujitsu five days a week. And then he runs like 18 miles in the morning while pushing a UPS truck up and down hills. And he's <laughs> brewing beer at the same time. And Maybe. turns out he's like also like the world's best dad. So thanks for making everyone feel terrible about themselves. Steve Garcia. We love you. Jesse Agler, total athlete, huge Everton fan knows exactly what he's doing out there. Uh, Rick Romero, you have Beto, you have Chiva, and you have Derek Dawson, who is who knows that arena. That's like going to his home court. This is ridiculous. That it's so lopsided. It's insane. He manages the goals. <laughs> Where do the goals play? Right, they play on ice. They don't play on a carpet. He knows that the floor is not perfectly level. He knows that the carpet sometimes yeah. it, it points up. Sometimes it's going different directions. He knows the nuances of that arena. Sounds like you're making excuses to me. All I'm saying is I might not be there this weekend. What else do you want to talk about? What a quitter. Uh, well, I will say also, as much as we are honored to participate in this event. I'm attempting uh, to. I'm doing my best. But again, I, I've yet to be contacted by the team, guys. Give me a heads up. This, this, this is my opportunity to play in the soccer celebrity media game. Uh, and it is, it is sort of bittersweet in that I also uh, am here, Jordan, to announce my retirement from the soccer's celebrity media game. This, in fact, will be much like Ben Roethlisberger on Monday night. Mm. This will be my final 
soccer celebrity match ever. I've decided I need to spend more time with my family. And it's been a great run. I have yet to score, to register an assist, to do anything other than be humiliated in this game. But this will be my final soccer celebrity match. So there will be an emotional moment, I'm sure, when I get subbed out, where I'm going to acknowledge all the supporters there at Pechanga Arena. I just want to say thank you to anybody who can't be there for whatever reason. But it's been a great run. I'm really, really proud. So many people to thank. But this, this is the final time that I'm going to lace them up this weekend. Wow. I was not expecting such huge news to be announced on the podcast today. Wow. All right. I, I feel like it's a leverage play in a way. Are you forcing me to actually to, to show up this weekend just to see your last dance? I'm going to uh, pull a Carly Lloyd and just unlace my boots, take off my shirt, reveal my future life, and off we go into the dark recesses of Pechanga Arena. I'm trying. I'm just, I'm not officially it. I just, I'm efforting it because I woke up to the news and I'm getting thrown into a podcast now. The timing isn't ideal. Again, I love everyone down there. Elston, love you. Jerry, love you. Reach out. All right. What happened to John Gennaro? He didn't make the cut this year, huh? Oh, I, I hadn't heard that. Hey, San Diego Loyal actually uh, made a roster announcement right before we started recording the podcast. Philip Coutinho, transfer from Barcelona, or is he going to Aston Villa instead? Christian Pulisic on his way to Terrera. Oh, no. Sorry, different tweet. Kyle Adams is joining San Diego Loyal. He is a defender. Um, San Diegans may know the name Kyle Adams for a few reasons. He played for San Diego State. In fact, I broadcasted a few of his games at the sports deck at SDSU. Uh, he has nice. played for RGVFC. He has played for Real Monarchs. He now joins San Diego Loyal. Listen, I don't have a ton on Kyle Adams. Again, this is a story that was announced two minutes before we started recording, but I at least broadcasted his games. He came on at SDSU as a freshman and started all but one game Like came in, which doesn't always happen it's not uncommon for freshmen to come in and be impact players but he was definitely that came in started all but one made like the the all third team out west his sophomore year he made the all second team his junior year he made the first team he improved every single year clearly familiar with the area born and raised in new zealand which we know that makes at least one supporter very very happy duffy shout out duffy Um, so yeah, there we go. Right before there's some news for you. And it seems like it's just going to be one of the first news items to come out from loyal coming up soon. We should be learning more and more about the upcoming season. This is just part of it. Okay. So let's do a little quick, quick accounting. One of us prepared for this. So just off the tops of our heads here, Elijah Martin's coming back. Jack Martin's coming back. So there you go. You have two wingbacks. What about center backs here? I don't know. enough. Elijah Martin and who Jack Metcalf. Jack Metcalf. Okay. Come on the wingback. I don't know where we're at with center backs in this conversation. I would love to see Joshua Yarrow come back, but I haven't heard anything about that. I might've missed it. It's been a busy holiday season. We've missed stuff. We missed, did you know uh, Ricardo is no longer the interim president? I did not. Yeah. Apparently that happened weeks ago. We referenced it last week on the podcast that we're like, Hey, he should become official. That happened. Um, They announced it at the, at modern times last month. Oh, 
Okay. They announced it. it in person. So if you showed up, that's how you found out the news. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't be there that day, so I, I just missed it, and I didn't see anything on social media. So, Well, congratulations to Ricardo Campos. Well-earned, well-deserved, if you listen to this podcast. I missed that, too, during the listening session. So yeah. chances are your fearless and faithful pre- and post-game hosts have missed a little bit of news here, but we've got a couple of couple of backs. I don't know where we're at with center backs. So what position does this new player play? Is he more a center back, Jordan, from your experience or just somewhere on the back line? We'll figure that out as the season arrives. Yeah, I think he'll be playing in the center. All right. I don't think he'll uh, don't be playing know what out wide. Does or doesn't mean for the center back situation, especially for the player who we consider team MVP, Josh Yarrow. Would love to see him back. That's, it, I, that's like, I don't know if that's true. Like they might see, I don't know. Yeah, I also think some uh, schedule news here in the next week and a half. I think they'll be playing games within a month. I think they're playing preseason games within a month. First week of uh, February is what I heard 2022, like, like, like really early, like second, third, fourth, somewhere in that range starting to play. So like loyal news coming in hot here, you would expect you're going to get a lot of it here over the next couple of weeks. Uh, Yeah, it's been not a quiet off season. There's been news. There's been player acquisitions um, and we'll continue to find out more and more, but this is the part of the year that we've learned and continue to learn. Like this is where it really starts to pick up. You find out who you're going to play, when you're going to play them, what that schedule looks like. The schedules look different every single year. This year is going to be no different. Um, And so new teams, who you play, when you play preseason games, where are those going to be? Do you have to travel for those? Do you want to travel for those? Do you want people coming in? Can you only play teams that are just in your region because of everything going on? What is the approach that San Diego loyal will take? Um, We will find out here very soon. And so in the past, we've seen San Diego take advantage of the Olympic center in Chula Vista, uh, try to bring in USL teams, MLS teams, they just try to bring in talent and they try to bring in competition. And that's what they've done in the past. I don't know what it's going to look like here in 2022, but that's been the goal and what they've done here the first two years. We'll see what happens in year three. Yeah, I, I, I've heard they are trying to play a game at Torero Stadium that they might, you know, hopefully have fans in attendance for because, yeah, you know, it became something that I'm sure during the listening, listening session that came up and people were pretty vocal about it last preseason. Now, we were in a different time, kind of, with regards to COVID and vaccines and the like, but now it feels like it, it's sort of a, a you know different space. It's hard to tell some days, but uh, I, I do think that's one of the goals of the club is to make some of their preseason matches more available for supporters to be in attendance for, not just select supporters being able to go down there and watch on the backfield at Chula Vista, but also to be there at Torero Stadium upcoming. So. We'll see. They'll have that announcement coming up here in the next couple of weeks, I'm sure. We've seen Galaxy train there. We've seen uh, Seattle Sounders come down to play matches. New Mexico United comes to mind from last year. Um, If you're just looking at teams that are nearby and... I don't know. Are there, is there anyone you'd want to see on that list? Because we have an idea. We know who we're going to play in the regular season. We just don't know really when or where like that but in the preseason i would love we just referenced sdsu they haven't played sdsu yet and i know they play at torero stadium and they've linked up games with usd but i've i know i've talked to the sdsu ryan head coach ryan hopkins about this for a few years and i know i've brought it up to people over at san diego loyal like you got to play each other you gotta you gotta do that i would love to see those two teams square off and then of course anytime loyal are playing in a friendly the very first team that's going to come to mind for me is how do you get a chance to play club tijuana so yeah 
you can well, find a way to get those two teams in your preseason list, then I think job well done. That as a yeah. supporter, because that's kind of how I, I think of it first here. That's what I would want to see in a preseason. Like yeah, it's, I, having Seattle, the Sounders come down, like that's good. It's competition. It's an MLS team. But if you have the opportunity to see them take on Tijuana again or something locally like USD, SDSU, I think that's always good as well. Yeah, I agree. And plus, I think it's also a pretty clever way to go ahead and sell tickets because who wouldn't want to watch that, especially if it's on the U.S. side of the border and it's available for the public. That was one of the sellouts that we saw at Torero Stadium last year. You were there. Now, the timing might be a little tricky because Club Tijuana season starts January 15th, but still early enough, I'm sure they might want to pick up a match if their schedule allows. So that's a good call. And at some point, I can't wait for Loyal to cross the border, the southern border, head into Tijuana and go play at Estadio Caliente. We've been talking about coming up with reasons to go back when the regular season picks up. That would be another incredible reason to go down to Tijuana as well. Yeah, I don't know the right way to say this, but my my intention is pure here. I don't feel like that loyal Cholos match becomes like really real official until that's played at Estadio Caliente. When I think about having a San Diego soccer club take on Tijuana's club, um, that being played in TJ at that stadium that we've gone to so many times and seen it grow the way that it has, that's a really important piece for me. Like I was excited to see Club Tijuana come up and play at Torero Stadium. It's fun. It was loud. Masacre were great. The locals were fantastic. But I'm telling you, if you haven't gone down to Estadio Caliente, and my guess is the majority of people listening to this podcast have never been to Estadio Caliente, that is when it's going to feel very real because that's 30,000 that is loud that's intimidating and that is a scene and those are the environments that you get excited for that you want to see loyal in um our trips to orange county are fun <laughs> but going down to estadio caliente for that kind of matchup woo, that's that's what we're talking about yeah and plus you know i think that the benefit of of you know punching up in that type of match is a great learning experience not just for the players Frankly, also for a lot of people who might be learning about professional soccer for the first time here in San Diego, to be able to look and see the way it's been done in an established situation like Caliente, like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Like, there's a lot you can learn about supporter culture if you're new to that. There's a lot that you and I learned, right, about going to pro soccer matches south of the border as well, just mm-hmm. in terms of, of the quality of the supporters. So there, there's a lot. I'm with you 1,000%. It's such an experience. It's something people should do anyway, whether or not Loyal's involved with the match. That said, some people might use that as the opportunity to first head down there for the first time. So, you know, that would be great. I I look forward to that. But, hey, we'll take what we can get, especially given the circumstances. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully they just play in the preseason, wherever it may be. But I do look forward whenever that opportunity comes up. With MLS, imagine what that's going to be like somewhere down the road. Who knows if you and I will still be doing this. But imagine somewhere down the road, San Diego has an MLS club, CONCACAF Champions League, and it's between San Diego Loyal, let's say, they end up the MLS club, and Club Tijuana. Like, how amazing would that be? That would be an incredible thing for our region. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a bigger deal than, yeah, I don't need to say it that way. Okay, um, let's get to a few other things as we wrap up the podcast. Do you want to you hear me talk shit about Lukaku, or do you want to talk about other things? I am curious. I'm, I'm genuinely curious as an outsider how it is that you feel the situation went down. I mean, 
didn't play, didn't didn't feature at all during Liverpool. Did it cost Chelsea the match? Was it worth it? Was it the right statement? Does it even matter, given that City's running away with it again? Are you down on Lukaku? Are you down on the manager? You know, Chelsea supporters have, have had a lot of experience with these kind of dynamics before. Uh, down on Lukaku. Down on Sky Sports for sitting on that thing for nearly a month before waiting to publish it. Oh, yeah. That's... That's Bush League. Um, and I think Tuchel, there, there have been a lot of managers that have gone through Chelsea that would not have handled this situation well. Tuchel is handling it well. And this is how I hope, and this is how I kind of expected he would handle it. I think he's done a really good job. Lukaku, the, Chelsea, I don't know if you saw this. Um, they posted a video this morning of Lukaku and he's like apologizing to the club. He's apologizing to the fans. And it's a total 180, and it's really weird. My big takeaway from the whole situation is just really confusing. Like, I don't get it. I don't. I just don't get it. Lukaku, who claims that Chelsea's such an important club to him, um, clearly Lukaku and I are not the same person. There's huge, like, <laughs> but if I were joining the Champions League winners, like if I'm going into like a club that I loved and that team happens to be the reigning Champions League, title holders and they're making a push in the premier league to win it. Like I'm doing everything I can to be a part of that success. Like, I'm doing everything I can, not just to like fit in. I'm not telling him just to fit in and not be himself. That's not what I'm saying. Like, if he's unhappy, he needs to say it. This is not how you say it. You, you go to the, I mean, you'd be a man about it. You go tell the people you're unhappy with say, Hey, I'm un unhappy. This is why uh, instead he goes straight to Sky and does this whole sit-down TV interview, doesn't tell the club, doesn't tell the manager, um, gives Sky an opportunity to sit on it for weeks. They find a good opportunity to publish it. it take advantage of that. It's a double-edged sword in that sense. And Tuchel's left being like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? What, how is this helpful? Like, we have a good thing going. You have a chance to be a part of this good thing. And clearly he doesn't want to be, even with that message, that video this morning, I just, I mean, I roll my eyes at it. I don't know. Maybe Chelsea supporters are like, Oh yeah, Lukaku, he's back. He changed his mind. Like get rid of him. If you can, I don't know what value he has because people know that he isn't happy, but if there's an opportunity to get rid of him and you can, and it's makes sense financially, you do it and you go find someone else. Well, it's interesting again, just as an observer from the outside, not as, as, paying close attention like you, I think your point about his handling of this is in such obvious contrast to previous Chelsea managers who would have done nothing but inflame this situation, right? Like they would have poured gasoline all over this. Can you imagine if this was Mourinho? It would have been back and forth in the press every fucking day and it would have destroyed up. Whereas Tuchel, if I read correctly, actually took aside a bunch of veterans, like took aside a bunch of players and said, hey, this is what I feel like I have to do based on the circumstances and the players were on board with it. Wow. Like that's really good leadership. I'm, I'm not used to that from Chelsea football club. Second part of it is why did they sit on it? Oh, I don't Cause the transfer windows open. Maybe this was a way for Lukaku to end up trying to get out of Chelsea during the January transfer window. Just a thought, but I thought it was interesting at the athletic, the focus of Lukaku's interview with sky Italia wasn't supposed to be Chelsea purpose behind it was to apologize to Inter Milan fans for the one left in the summer other than a short Instagram post in August, he had not reflected on a move that, quote, saved his career or explained why he left in any detail. So it sort of spiraled into something that it shouldn't have been while he was attempting to apologize to the Inter Milan fans. So, yeah.
there you go. Well, I hope the apology was worth it <laughs> because it, it wasn't handled well. It wasn't handled well at all. It's just so confusing. I'm glad Tuchel's there because like you said, if it was Jose, if this was a year that all or nothing happened to be recording Chelsea or something, like it could, it could be an absolute dumpster fire. And I know like other supporters in the Prem are thinking, ah, it's a dumpster fire already. Look at all this chaos. They haven't been good late. It, it could be worse and it probably should be worse. And so <sighs> I say, get rid of them. If there's the opportunity to get rid of them, I say you do it. All right, Darren, let's finish the podcast on a positive note. Instead of me wanting Chelsea to get rid of their big signing from over the summer that was supposed to fix every flaw we had. Hey, I got an idea. Why don't you get uh, Eden Hazard back? He can't even get in the starting 11 for Real Madrid. That would be a good swap. Uh, yes. Congrats to Ricardo Pepe, I think, I think, who went to FC Augsburg, Jordan, out of the Bundesliga. I know you can tell us all about Augsburg, the birthplace of Wolf Blitzer from CNN. $20 million. True story, by the way. $20 million transfer. For the 18-year-old who we just saw burst onto the scene with the U.S. men's national team, three goals, seven matches, 13 goals, 30 matches for FC Dallas. I hope this works out. We just talked about the World Cup. World Cup qualifying resumes on January 27th. Augsburg is a club that's one point from the drop zone in the Bundesliga. I hope this works out for him. It makes me a little bit nervous, but 18-year-old, incredibly talented, been in the USL, turning 19 here in a couple of weeks, I think. Uh, I like the ambition, but I also was excited and am excited for him to continue to U.S. men's national team. So I hope both of those things can happen at the same time. Yes, hopefully they can. I expect them to do so. Why? Because we're going to be optimistic in 2022. That's right. That is right. All right, Darren, um, I will potentially see you this weekend at halftime. Are they sure? Do you think we got invited to just do the pre and post and like drink champagne? Do you think maybe that's, are we supposed to play? I haven't thought about that. That's a good question. Maybe we're just supposed to bring champagne. Um, are, are you excited for Nate Abarrea to be our play-by-play -play voice? Uh, very much so. In fact, I'm going to call Nate this morning and say how excited I am. <laughs> yes. Don't listen to the pot. No, that I am excited. I was very Seriously, like we do this every single year. We love, I love it. it. And I explain all the reasons why I did. I was just surprised the morning of the podcast recording. So this is what you get. <laughs> well, hey, fingers crossed, Jordan. We even have a match coming up with all the cancellations and postponements happening in sports. Fingers crossed we even have a place to go on Sunday. Right. Fingers crossed. We'll, uh, we'll chat next week.